Yes, good afternoon, evening, morning, friends, followers, lepers, kitties, everyone around the world. Welcome to the Pushing Rubber Podcast with your host with the most, Adam Piggott. I am the mostest, I am the hostest. I have everything that you want, you know it, you want it, you're going to get it, you slag. Episode 119 of the Pushing Rubber Podcast. How about that? That's quite a few, isn't it? Eh. Moving on there. Moving on and up in the world? Ah, not really. Got some water that I'm opening. Damned hot in Holland. 34 degrees today, Celsius. Might have been a bit higher than that. That was what I said in the car on the way home. Um, And uh, sticky, uh, because it's, you know, 10 metres below sea level. So it's a good combination that you get there. Um, But what a great end of the summer. What a summer it's been. It's been the summer of... uh, well, it hasn't been a summer of love for yours truly, because I've been avoiding chicks like the plague. Um, but uh, it's been the summer of, oh, I don't know what. Oh, I don't know what. Last week I had a bit of a depressing podcast. This week I'm going to have a happy podcast. Um, I saw the ex-wife last week on Thursday, and I saw her again today for reasons that we had to drop off different things and give it to each other. And... Um, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Last week was good, but today was especially good. Good as in, ooh, I'm not feeling all, you know, uh, angsty, emotional. This is the end of my, you know, all that stuff. It was good. Um, I'll probably I'll wake up tomorrow in a depressed funk and you know want to gouge my own eyes out with a toothpick, but it's the best it's been since the whole shamogga went down. So I'm very happy about that. And I just want to share that with all of you dedicated listeners out there who, for some reason, continue to listen to my blatherings. You know, one of these days I'm going to say, why do all you people listen, listen to the crap that I spew out of my mouth? And you're going to look at each other and go, yeah, he's right. Why do we listen to this idiot? Oh, delete. I lost uh, four followers last week. <laughs> well, here's what happens. You put up a podcast on SoundCloud and about 30 seconds later, about two people follow you and like about eight or nine of your um, uh, episodes and what that is is um sound soundcloud whores who do that with everyone that comes up continually and the idea is that you will follow them and they don't care about following you they're not going to listen to anything that you do uh so what you've got in my follow account is the dedicated real deal not all of the fakey 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 ones all the fakey ones i don't i don't follow back i'm like i follow one guy and that's aaron clary and yeah i follow one guy it's aaron clary um, and that's all That's all I got, you know, because I don't really listen to podcasts. And uh, I, I, I listen to Aaron's blatherings out of politeness because I feel like I have to share the love, you know. I go, ah, that's not true. I've, I've got to the stage where I can listen to podcasts in my car now because I've worked some technology out. You know, when I'm driving really fucking slow in the left lane. Um, but, uh, oh, it's just an Aaron. Aaron's good. Um, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was good, good. Feel good. Uh, just feel 
Don't feel good, just feel even Stevens. Level. That's it. Feel level. Like, I'm level. I'm level. It's, uh, it didn't affect me at all. And I actually said to her, to her uh, you're not looking that good. And she wasn't. She looks miserable. She does. She looks miserable. No. Ten months after she dumped me because, you know, she wasn't happy. And she looks miserable. I don't know. Figure it out. Figure it out, sweetheart. Add two and two together. See if you get fucking one. I don't know why I keep putting the cap on top of this bottle of sparkly water. Every time I drink it, when I know I'm going to drink it about two minutes later. Did I mention it's hot here? And I don't have air conditioning in this place. I love my I love my little house, but uh, yeah, fucking hell, it's hot. Uh, so I've got a SUP, a stand-up paddleboard. I've got an inflatable one. I don't know if I mentioned this a few podcasts ago, but uh, I've been taking it out the last few days religiously. Got home from work this afternoon. Dumped my stuff, got the sup straight out on the water right in front of my house at the back there. Boom, out into Leiden. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Sup paddling around. <whistles> Having a good old time. It's great. Uh, so um, that's really nice. You know, you just cruise along, do your suppy thing. I haven't, so I've, I've had it about, oh, I don't know, just over a month now. I've been out probably half a dozen times because I went away and I was busy with work and all the rest of it. But now I'm getting into the rhythm with it. Uh, I haven't fallen in yet. I've managed to stand up. Because uh, I can J-stroke from kayaking, which is means you can paddle on one side and, and keep it in a straight line. That's called a J-stroke. You can look that up. Um, but it's not really a J-stroke because your blade's kind of backwards on a stand-up paddleboard. So it's a bit different. But it still, it still, still works more or less. Uh, so I haven't fallen in yet. Uh, I should have fallen in today because it's so hot. I would have dealt with falling in. But uh, I was actually cruising along today and a, a boat went past me and a bit of a wash there. And I was like, ooh. And I thought, if I do fall in, I could be in trouble because I didn't have a leash on. I don't I don't go with leash on my leg because I'm like, I'm not in the surf. I'm just paddling along a flat little river canal thing that's like 10 metres, 15 metres wide at its best. So where's it going to go? But, you know, it'll probably go somewhere and then, uh, you know, you fall off it and it shoots off at a million miles an hour or something. Didn't really risk assess that one very much. Didn't risk really assess that. But, you know, do as I say, not as I do. What can I tell you? A uh, bit of a mixed bag tonight. Got a few things to talk about. A few things to talk about. Um, I want to talk a little bit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do an article on this one. Uh, I've been thinking about this. For a while, in fact, I, I put a, uh, a draft article up because I've got lots of drafts weeks ago. When did I put this up? August the 13th. So that's, yeah. yeah. That's exactly two weeks ago. There we go. Uh, and the title I gave for that, uh, you know, draft article is the, the Progressive Plan for Relationships. Because I'm seeing a lot of things now, uh, and I saw this over at Spawny Space, Farm Boy posted this up, uh, and he posted, what the hell is going on at NBC News? Uh, men need, this is, this is a tweet from NBC News. Men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal, societal dominance over women. Women are realizing not only that they don't need heterosexuality, but that it all 
but it, that it also is often the bedrock of their global oppression. So this is NBC News, <laughs> a tweet. Yeah? It's not like some random article, you know, opinion thing. It's a tweet from NBC News. Uh, I'll read that again. Men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women. Women are realising not only that they don't need heterosexuality, but that it is also is often the bedrock of their global oppression. Uh, this could be language that was in, you know, Soviet times or Mao's China or, you know, you know, wherever you want, where uh, communism has been, because that's what this, this is. You know, find victims, tell them they're oppressed. But to go after, go after you're a victim if you engage in heterosexual sex is, uh, or where are they going with this? Well, that heterosexual sex is abnormal. That's where they're going with it. They're going with heterosexual sex is abnormal. And in all honesty, if they keep going the way they're going and they're not stopped, they're not halted in their tracks, they're not burned to the ground in a gigantic grease fire, which what all the media deserve to be, uh, eventually you'll be persecuted if you engage in heterosexual sex, which is pretty incredible when you consider that that's what's required for human beings to reproduce. So I can only assume that the globo-homo-cabal want um, uh, regular people not only to die off but to not to reproduce and they can just kind of live maybe 10,000 of them in the whole world and maybe they've got 50,000 slaves to, you know, grow their food, maintain their power plants, that sort of thing and then they can return the rest of the world to some sort of pristine nature reserve that they can visit and walk through, um, you know, their heart's content. Uh, I can only assume that's what they want to go. And why would you demonise heterosexuality? What other reason would you demonise heterosexuality for women? Men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women. Well, there's more than one lie going on there. Men don't have societal dominance over women. They haven't for about 50 years. Um, so there's nothing to maintain there. And we never needed heterosexuality to do it when we were doing it in the first place. We just gave, uh, gave them a smack. Um, second, women are realising not only that they don't need heterosexuality, lie. It's, women are not realising that. This is the propaganda. This is what's being pushed. But it's also the bedrock of their global oppression, lie. Uh, once again, we live in a matriarchy. It's a feminised world, so it's all lies. But where are they going with this? Well, this is... It's obvious where they're going with this. It's obvious. And if you look at it, if you take it on face value, and you have to take uh, NBC News on face value because they're stupid, uh, then they're going with elimination of uh, human race, you know. Uh, you know uh, it's, it's completely... Oh, this, this wasn't a tweet. It was from an article. Oh, okay. And the title of the article is Miley Cyrus's split with Liam Hemsworth isn't just celebrity gossip. It's a blow to the patriarchy. I can feel my brain. Um, I can feel my brain literally. I'm, I can feel myself getting dumber. Uh, women like Cyrus speaking out about sexuality in ways that put the power and responsibility back into their own hands. Oh my God, the responsibility... Back in their own hands. Responsibility, ladies. Responsibility. 
Right. So this is this is ladies who, on the one hand, are strong, independent women who can make their own choices, but on the other hand, me too, me too, mean too. I didn't mean yes. I really meant no. But but I wasn't able to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Right. Responsibility and women. Okay. Right. You know that's like pigs plus fly, isn't it? I don't think there's. I don't think there's two. The in the today's day and age, I don't think there's two more opposites. You know, when you get two magnets and you put them together, and they kind of, you know, they're acting against each other and pushing each other away. I don't think you get more pushing away than modern women plus responsibility. So let's have a look. Um, yeah, that's they, the men need heterosexuality to maintain their social societal dominance over women. Women, on the other hand, are increasingly realizing not only they don't need heterosexuality, it's also often the bedrock of their global oppression. Patriarchy is at its most potent when oppression doesn't feel like oppression. <laughs> okay. Or when it's packaged in terms of biology. Get that? So so biology is patriarchy. There you go. So it's not just humans that are suffering, females are suffering from the patriarchy. All those lionesses that you see out there are getting it too. Uh, when it's packaged in terms of biology, religion, of course, we've got to continually attack that, or basic social needs like security, comfort, acceptance, and success. Heterosexuality offers women all these things as selling points to their consensual subjection. Historically, women have been conditioned to believe that heterosexuality is natural or innate. Really? By who? Did we have to convince them of that? Just as they have been conditioned to believe that their main purpose is to make babies. It is. It is your main fucking purpose, you stupid dumb twats. Celebrities are not always at the vanguard of feminist thought. Yes, they are. They are at the vanguard of feminist thought because that's how stupid feminism is. Celebrities and feminism go together. Turn that magnet around and get the bits that go together and you've got celebrities and feminism. They go perfectly together. So women and responsibility, that's... uh, Can't get close to each other. Celebrities and feminism, you could put those magnets on polar opposite 10,000 miles apart and they'd fucking zap together faster than you could blink. Celebrities are not always at the vanguard of feminist thought, but both Julianne Hoch, fucked it. Who the fuck is Julianne Hoch? And Miley Cyrus have recently spoken out about sexuality in ways that puts the power of value in their own hands. Oh my god. Oh, in the Women's Health September cover story, what is this? Think. NBC News. This is NBC. Hoch, an actress and Dancing with the Stars champion. Right. So we need to listen to her. It's like it's like when I wrote the article today about uh, about these Amazon fires and Christian Ronaldo is tweeting that you know twenty percent of the oxygen comes from from the Amazon, which just shows you that that Ronaldo is not getting the twenty point nine percent oxygen that he needs to be able to think coherently. He's only getting about thirteen or twelve percent, I'd say, based on the stupidity of that statement. But now we're actually quoting not just actors but football players i didn't think it could get dumber than actors but it has it's gone to football players fuck me and now we've got dancing with the stars champion you know ronaldo you f- 
fucking moron. Just go back to kicking footballs around. Yeah, that's that's all you're good for. And you've only got a few years left anyway, and then you can just fuck off and die. Ha! Right. An actress and dancing with stars champion describes her personal transformation. Ah, ah, that. I was looking for a, a title for this episode. There we go. There we go. It's the personal transformation episode. Because <laughs> that just sums it all. That just sums it all up, doesn't it? This just sums it all up. The personal transformation episode. Everything that you need. Everything that you need is right there. Fuck. Oh. An actress and Dancing with the Stars champion describes her personal transformation, which included, quote, delayering. It's not a fucking word. It's not a fucking word, you fucking Dancing with the Stars champion. Delayering all the survival tactics I've built up my whole life. Oh, I gotta see what this fucking stupid walking vagina looks like. Let's check it out. Bit of an image search. Oh my fucking god. Oh this 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 artificial blonde that's the worst fake blonde I've ever seen. That is the worst fake blonde I've ever seen and I've seen some pretty bad ones in my time. But Julianne That is the worst the worst fake blonde I've ever seen. She's got a manjaw her her eyebrows look that like they want they're about to get up off her forehead and walk away with a hundred legs each. She's got the dress sense of an orangutan, and she's got a face that is eminently punchable. It's a face that's screaming when you wake up and look at her just a puncher. Jesus, motherfucking Christ. Oh, there's a there's a shot of her without makeup, and she looks like the ugly cow that she is. So every other shot, she's got extensive eye makeup, and then you see her without extensive eye makeup, and uh, you are a six. You're not even a six. You're not even a six. I wouldn't look twice at you walking down the street, your heinous. All right, so that's Julianne Hoch. Uh, describes a personal transformation including delaying all survival tactics I've built up my whole life. <clears throat> One of these survival tactics, she says, meant, quote, connecting to the woman inside that doesn't need anything versus the little girl that looked to my husband to protect me. Well, there's a relationship that's fucking doomed, isn't it? <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> connecting to the woman. I'll say it again. Men find that men, sorry, men make themselves, women find themselves. And by finding themselves, it means they go insane. Any woman that says that she's working on finding herself is attempting to go insane on purpose. Any woman that declares that she's found herself and had a personal transformation 
is beyond insane. You may as well have purple slash blue slash red hair. Like all of it mixed in together. That that's how that's how much that is stay away. Yeah? So any woman that's finding herself, good boys, in the process, done it, or reckons that she didn't get it right the first time and she needs to do it again. Uh that was the water. Oh, it was also pasta. It was a mushroom and uh pepper pasta there. Egg pasta. Uh when you, you know you cook the mushrooms uh in butter, a lot of butter. Always cook mushrooms in butter, gentlemen. Never cook mushrooms in olive oil, no matter what the recipe says. So put a good a good slab of butter in your pan. Get it mostly melted. Yet mushrooms, you have to slice really thin, like wafer thin. You can almost see through the fuckers. Put them in. You probably need them in around eight minutes, something like that. Uh, medium to low, medium low heat, and and you need to get them fairly golden, but not too much. All right. Well, what you're going to do then? Uh, I like to do is throw in some red pepper, thinly sliced, just a couple of minutes before they're going golden. Hit that in a bit, but you don't want them to cook too much. Then a finely minced garlic clove, a whole one, uh, and finely chopped Italian parsley. Throw that all in. You'll get a nice, a nice aroma immediately of the garlic. Salt and pepper. Only a minute or so because you don't want to burn the garlic. Burning garlic is your worst, worst nightmare on cooking. And then a really good splash of white wine. Vroom. A t- look like a third of a tin of. Uh, pulp tomatoes, canned tomatoes, where it's been pulped up. Mix that around. Then cook your pasta. Uh, I like to turn off the sauce about as soon as I dump the pasta in the, the when the water's boiled. Put a lid over the uh, sauce, turn it off, let that sit. And what it does is it gives the, the, the flavors all a chance to meld together, to really you know bond uh, like women finding themselves. Uh, and then drain your pasta, throw your pasta into the sauce, mix it all up. You can put a little bit of more butter in to just, you know, get it that extra, extra bit buttery. And there you go, that's a nice vegetarian mushroom pasta. Excellent stuff for you. Uh, and any woman trying to find herself is fucking nuts. Because you thought I'd forgotten, didn't you? Let's keep going with this. She voices concern that her husband will respond negatively to this newfound self-sufficiently. Self-sufficiency. You think? Just, just, just imagine if it was turned around. Husband comes home. Uh, excuse me, uh, sweetheart. Excuse me, Julianne. <laughs> uh, I've been going through a personal transformation, which includes delaying all the survival tactics I've built up my whole life. Uh, which, and one of those survival tactics was connecting to the man inside that doesn't need anything versus the little boy that looked to my wife to protect me. So, um, uh, what are you trying to say here? What are you trying to say? Well, you know, I'm hoping that uh, you won't respond negatively to this newfound self-sufficiency that I have, which means I don't really need you, but I'll hang around anyway with you because I think you're more famous than me. I was, and this now I'm going to quote from the thing. I was like, I was like, they actually quoted it, I was like, I was like, it's just, just like that's like the 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 language um, calling card of millennials is the word like. I think that was the turn of phrase 
that annoyed me the most in the US talking to American women of around of a millennial age. I was like, uh, you know, you got to go down the street like, and I said, oh my God, like, uh, you know, like, uh, like, uh, bam, in the face, in the face, down. You're not getting up. Fuck, I hate that. They've actually quoted her with that. Uh, I'm personally going the aggressive one on chicks here, just because, uh, you know, maybe someone will pick it up and say that not only I'm a misogynist, but I'm an ex-wife beater or something like that. Publicity. She voiced a concern that her husband will respond negatively to this newfound self-sufficiency. Quite, I was like, uh, is he going to love this version of me? But the more I dropped into my most authentic self, the more attracted he was to me. Now we have a more intimate relationship. What a cuck. Dude. 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 Oh, look, she's on the cover of Women's Health Naked. Uh, and she's she's skinny. She's got no ass to speak of. She's no tits. Uh, if you've got a foot fetish, you might like her. That's about all I can say. There you go. That's all I can say. She's naked on the cover. There we go. Women just have no propriety anymore do they naked on the cover i mean she's she's covering her breasts and she's right oh she's doing a dance pose so we can't see her you know what we all know is a is a is a finely shaved vag uh i can't go the fine i can't go the shaved vag anymore just can't do it what are you five what are you a 10 year old girl what you're prepubescent what Something down there. Fucking hell. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to go down there. I, do I don't do that. I don't do that. Don't do that. No. Oh, you have to go. Yeah, oh, you have to go down. I'll make it. I don't do that. Guys, you should make it a number one rule that you don't eat pussy. Number one rule as regards to sex. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't eat pussy. Yeah? Every time. I, I actually. It's looking back on my sex life. The few sexual um, experience that I've had where I had an inkling <laughs> that the woman in question was not quite happy with me. Um, and these are few and far between, but they are there because none of us are perfect and we learn as we go along. But yeah, uh, if, if, you, if you lead off with that, you know, going down to eat the carpet um, or eat the slippery slide these days because there's, there's no hair down there. Eat the slippery slide. That's pretty good. I just made that up. Eat the slippery slide. Do you reckon that'll catch on? Oh, oh, oh. If you go do that immediately, she's she's basically thinking you're just basically a servant to her and and her and her, her man point version of you will just go down, plummet. Well, plummet faster than you went down on her. Um, the worst example of that that I ever had. Here we go. Here we go. And look, I lay it out there for you guys, man. I don't, I don't hide. I'm not going to say, oh, a mate of mine said that once. It's not a mate of mine. It's fucking me. Okay. Worst, uh, oh, let me see. 
the worst sexual encounter that I had where basically the woman um, went from being 100% into me, jumping all over me, wanting to rip my clothes off my back, to stopping sex before we finished, was where she jumped me at my front door. Um, uh, all over me like a rash. We're in bed. And I start off by going down on her and do what I thought was a deed and come up. And then she goes to me, oh, you know, I, I'm just not in the mood anymore. Do you just want to, I just want to hold you. And I was, I was only like 20 or something, 19. And I was like, ah, uh, okay. Uh, uh, being the gigantic fucking beater that I was back then. Oh, okay. okay. Completely confused as to what was going on. What the hell happened to like ripping my clothes off and, and sticking your tongue so far down, so far down my throat, it felt like I had new tonsils. What, what, what? And then, and then now, fifteen minutes later, it's it's uh, cold. It's just like I just want to hold you. I just, I just want to hold you. What? Don't go down on girls. Don't go down on girls, guys. Don't go down on girls. That's all I'm I know what you're saying. Oh man, man, I, I'm the best at going down on girls, man. If I can get off of it, yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Anyway. So here she is, um, about as attractive as a skin graft. Uh, let's continue. Part of the intimacy entailed telling her, oh, by the way, here's Salong, who complained a few podcast episodes ago that I'd read out an article and it was boring and he, he went away. You know, If you want to go away now, just fucking go away, man. Just fucking go away. Yeah. All right. I don't hold on to things. Part of the intimacy entailed telling her husband that she was, quote, not straight, but had chosen to be with him. Fuck. Boys. Boys, you might think, you might think that your dream is to, you know, hook up with a girl and have a long-term relationship, even marry a woman who likes to get it on with other chicks. But what you're, what you're embracing is a mentally unstable individual mentally unstable uh and oh my god miley cyrus left her husband because she wanted to snog other chicks on their holiday in front of him what's your problem man you square part of the let's read that again because it goes on part of the intimacy entailed telling her husband that she was not straight but had chosen to be with him i can't believe i'm about to read out what i'm what was written here this is an inspirational statement because it offers a new model for women to enter into heterosexual relationships with men that redefines the power dynamic. Quote, I think there's a safety with my husband now that I'm unpacking all of this. <gasps> Continues. And there's no fear of voicing things that I've been afraid to admit or that I've had shame or guilt about because of what I've been told or how I was raised. In other words, hey, you know what? I'm not going to have any personal uh, controls on my uh, sexual behavior or boundaries, and I'm just going to do whatever makes me feel good, man, because that really worked out for the hippies. My God. Miley Cyrus has never been shy about discussing her own personal sexuality. In 2015, the Wrecking Ball singer said, Wrecking Ball, that's that's an apt name for an album, isn't it? I don't associate men and protection necessarily. I think that's what's given me the openness of sexuality. She says until, you know, she's jumped by three guys in the subway and then suddenly she'll be wondering where all those men are 
for the protection, but you know. Shortly after it was announced that Cyrus and her husband Liam Hensworth were splitting up, photos of the singer kissing a woman in Italy made the tabloid rounds. But even before the breakup, Cyrus embraced her non-heterosexual identity. So, her homosexual identity. That, that's what non-heterosexual is. In Elle's August cover story, uh, in language that echoes ownership of and responsibility for her sexuality and marriage choices, fucking hell, these people write badly. God! Uh, I bet she's got a degree in it too. Cyrus noted that she made a partner decision. She made a partner decision in quotes by choosing to marry Hensworth in late 2018 because he was, she explained, the person I feel has my back the most, even though a year later she's left him because whatever. Cyrus thoughtfully explained, thoughtfully, look, look, Miley Cyrus and thoughtful, that's like those, once again, that's those two magnets, like (laughs) we can't touch each other. Please, please. Molly Cyrus has never had a thought enter her pea-sized intellectual fucking brain. Her brain is just barely keeping up, getting her heart-lung capacity going on a continual basis so it doesn't, doesn't seize up and stop, you know, mid-lick. Cyrus thoughtfully explains how her sexuality is both distinct from and influences her definition of what a relationship looks like. Quote, I don't even know what that means. Being someone who takes such pride in individuality and freedom, in other words, being such a selfish fucking cow, uh, and being a proud member of the Plus community, she writes in a personal memo in Vanity Fair in February, I've been inspired by redefining again what a relationship in this generation looks like. Sexuality and gender identity are completely separate from partnership. What's going to happen to these fucking women when they become aging crones and no one cares about their sexuality or gender identity anymore? In other words, no one wants to fuck you anymore. And by the way, women who sit on as many cocks and tongues as Miley Cyrus has, um, the wall approaches fast. Fast. For skinny women with, you know, bony asses, the wall approaches faster than girls with a bit of meat on the bones. It really does. Skinny ass, bony ass chicks hit that wall fucking hard and fucking fast. So Miley, ah, you are literally a train wreck, sweetheart. She added that her goal for 2019 was to, quote, live carefree but not careless. Live... I'm really struggling with this one. Live carefree but not careless. So I'm going to have sex with whoever I want. Uh, I'm going to... Live carefree but not careless. Can anyone... Can anyone... Can... Can anyone translate that into um, a language that's understandable? Do you want to hear what the writer of this piece said about that? Who is the writer of this piece? This is NBC. Marcy Bianco. I've got to see what Marcy Bianco... Marcy Bianco wants nothing more than to hook up with Miley Cyrus in Italy. 
a look. She's fucking heinous. She is absolutely heinous. And she's got a new NBC editorial titled from two days ago. Oh, she's got tattoos. Men are a blight. Heterosexuality not working. Oh, no, that's from someone else. Oh, no. Marcy Bianco wrote an NBC editorial that claimed heterosexuality, heterosexuality was not working and flatly stated that men were a blight on the earth. Wow. Uh, this is not NBC. This is someone talking about her. Um, yeah. Let's go, let's go back to... Uh, I can't... I can't deal with Marcy Bianco other than to say, holy crap. Uh, so let's go back. Um, anyway, She added that her goal for 2019 was to live carefree but not careless. That was the one that stumped me. Let's keep going with what Marcy Bianco says. A brilliant distinction that could serve as a mantra for anyone in a marriage, straight or gay. Right. The difference between carefree and careless in a way represents the ideological division in the definition of, quote, freedom, unquote. Um, it's interesting that at the start of this, her, her subtitle is, Women like Cyrus are speaking out about sexuality in ways to put the power and responsibility back in the hands. So she uses that word, responsibility. Um, and then um, she's going on about anything that's the opposite of responsibility. Because freedom is the opposite of responsibility. That's what freedom is. Yeah. That's what freedom is. Think about it. Um, to be free is not to have the power to do anything you like, Simone de Beauvoir writes in The Ethics of Ambiguity. Indeed, Frederick Nietzsche asserted that freedom is the will to be responsible for herself. <sighs> she needed to pull, pull some stops out for a university degree on this one. And this responsibility carries over herself to society, which is why, according to Toni Morrison... A function of freedom is to free someone else. For Audrey Lord, this definition of freedom is a social contract. I'm not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. Uh, uh, you can just see, you can just, you can feel her gender studies degree arcing down, you know, across across the interwebs. I have gender studies degree. I'm going to quote. I'm literally going to quote in. Two short paragraphs, Simone de Beauvoir, Frederick Nitsky, Tony Morrison, and Audre Lord. Uh, oh my God. This is a far cry from the type of freedom espoused by those on the right for whom... Here we go. For whom freedom, as I wrote in an earlier article, what's that called? 
Uh, yoga studio shooting avowed misogynist Scott Bailey murdered two women. Oh, yeah, who cares? On how misogyny is the driver of mass shootings in America. Well, 59% of mass shootings in America are caused by blacks. So uh, that's a bit racist there, Miss Bianco. That's a little bit fucking racist, sweetheart. You want to get, uh, you want to have a good look at yourself? I really think so. Uh, and it's conflated with domination. In this context, freedom is actually possessed by a select few. Uh, yes, it is indeed. As is dependent upon the... Oh, my God. Uh, she goes on. Uh, 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 uh. It's horrific. It's horrific. And this is what, this is what the left's plan for for relationships is look and i'll write an article about this it's not it's not that heterosexuality is going to become a uh it's not only that heterosexuality is going to become a crime that's not it that's just that's just another step on the on the path that we're talking about here yeah so what they ultimately want what the left's plan for relationships ultimately ultimate plan for relationships is that you are not will not if unless you're the chosen elite we'll be born into the elite the left's plan uh, for relationships for when they have complete power is that you will not be allowed to decide who you have a relationship with you will not be allowed to decide not to have a relationship but a relationship will be decided for you and it will be overwhelmingly the vast majority of it will be homosexual relationships. You'll have no choice in the matter. That's what their ultimate plan is. And uh, if you do a little bit of history research on Mao's China, in Mao's China, uh, the peasant class, which was the vast majority of Chinese in the 1960s and early 70s with the Great Leap Forward, were not allowed to choose who they married. It was chosen for them by a central committee, village you know, committee, all the rest of it. It was chosen for them based on political power structures. So the left's plan actually goes one step further than that because they're going to abol- abolish heterosexuality for the masses and you'll be forced into homosexual relationships, which is why they're trying to normalise homosexuality now they're trying to demonize. So they've tried to, so they've tried to normalize homosexuality, and they've done a pretty good job of it. I mean, I'm watching Rusha's uh, tour of America, and and how many rainbow flags are flying everywhere, shops, businesses, everything, government agencies, normalizing homosexuality. The next step after normalizing homosexuality is to then demonize and finally criminalize heterosexuality. Don't think it's true. In the mid-90s, everything that we're talking about now and we're doing, and a lot of the stuff, actually a lot of the stuff that we're doing now, especially as regards to the transsexual stuff with kids, would be a criminal indictment 20 years ago. Been child abuse. Like on the one hand, the left can persecute uh, the Catholic Church for uh, priests um, kitty uh, fiddling and on, on at the very same time they're uh, they're uh, trying to make it illegal for parents to have any say if 
their kids at 11 years old decides they want to become a transsexual because that's what the school told them they could be. Right. Right. So the goal is to criminalise heterosexuality. That's what the goal is. Yeah. And if you understand that homosexuality was criminalised in the past, this is, this is the flip they want to do. This is where the path has been going. This is the whole... The whole point of the slippery slope, people. The whole point. The whole point was to criminalise homosexuality. Uh, sorry, this is so confusing. The whole point was to criminalise heterosexuality. That was the whole point. That's that's the end game, and that's the 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 prog left end game in a nutshell. There, as regards to personal relationships. That's what they want to do. It's crazy, but since when have the left not been crazy? Think about that. Think about that. They're gonna. We're at the process of normalizing homosexuality. Now we're stepping into demonizing heterosexuality. It's happening before us. It's happening before us. Let me read that quote again. Men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women. Women are realizing not only they don't need heterosexuality, but it's also the bedrock of their global oppression. So they're demonizing heterosexuality. They will get to the point if they remain in power and keep going in the track they're doing. And it's a fucking snowball avalanche, people, where heterosexuality will be criminalized. And if you don't think that can hap- can't happen fast, you haven't been watching or paying any attention to 20th century history about how fast the things can get going when the snowball avalanche happens. They're gonna they're gonna they wanna pick your partners for you, and by the way, if you're a bloke, you're gonna be expected to suck cock. And if you don't enthusiastically do it, then it's off to the gulag for you. Well you'll be expected to suck cock anyway, if you want to get fed. Not starve to death. Where, where, where do you think they're going with this, people? Where do you think they're going? Have a little bitty sink. All of this environmentalism crap, global warming, blah, 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 blah. It's all going about getting rid of humans from the planet. There's too many humans on the planet for the elite. Oh, all these. I drive down. Here's what the elite think. I drive down the road and there's all these other fucking commoners with their cars. Why can't I have the road to myself? Oh, I go to a national park and there's all these commoners here. Why can't I have a national park to myself? And the elite they're trying to get to the point where they can do that. And you know, exterminating people wholesale is you know icky. So why not just criminalize homosexual, uh, criminalize <laughs> heterosexuality, and uh, in a few generations, uh, problem solved. It'll be against the law. It'll be a criminal offence to uh, fall pregnant. Real woman. Think about it. Think about it. Shoutouts, Captain Capitalism, Aaron Clary. Aaron, mate. Uh, check out Aaron uh, at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com for all your economical n- economical needs as regards to being a man in this crazy, turbulent world in which we live. Check out his YouTube channel, his podcasts. He's got multiple ones. Older brother, Aaron Clary podcast. His books, of which there are many, Drop him a review if you haven't already, if you've read one of his books, uh, or more than one. 
uh, and check out his Asshole Consulting. He's a great friend to the, this podcast and a great friend to me. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out also to the great one who uh, you might have noticed that we haven't done a Greasy Pole podcast in a while. The great one's been going through some, I think, some difficulties there as regards to housing and internet connection, that sort of thing. Hopefully he's going to get that sorted out soon. Uh, thoughts are with you, great one. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can get a Greasy Pole podcast out in the future. Uh, if you like this um, episode, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to my blog. Uh, we're pushing 450 uh, um, followers of the blog. Can we get that up to 450? It's 442, I think, or something. Can we get it up to 450 this week? Come on, you fucks. Jeez, pull your fingers out. Um and uh, I'm just sorting out the last few issues with the, the web design. I should have it. I can't get comment totals at the top of my articles for some reason. And I've, God, tried everything I can. So I hope that's fixed this week. Um, buy my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures and Run Guts, Pull Cones, Rafting Adventures in the Italian Alps. Done a bit of work on the third book lately. It's getting there. Um, hey, thanks for listening. Guys have been the best. You've been the guys. You've been the best audience I've ever had. Unbelievable. Uh, this is me churning out. Be good. Oh, this week weekend I'm off to Spa Grand Prix with a great friend of mine, Milo from the first book. We're going to spend four days down at Spa, uh, having a brilliant time. So posting might be light over this weekend. Ciao.